0: Thank you for listening to the AW360 Podcast. This week, I speak with Jason Manningham, CEO of BlockGraph. BlockGraph describes itself as a technology company that makes the future of data-driven TV advertising possible. Through their suite of software tools known as IDOS, you'll learn how BlockGraph enables marketers to safely, swiftly, and effectively deploy data-driven TV in these privacy-conscious times. I hope you enjoy this episode. Jason Manningham, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. Pleased to have you here today.
1: Richard, it's awesome to be here. I'm excited to speak with you today.
0: For you, where is here, incidentally?
1: So right now I am based in our uh, New York office, in um, for Buckroft's New York office, because my wife actually kicked me out of our home office. So I'm one of, uh, one, of, <laughs> one, of one in our office today, although we're slowly but surely uh, phasing back in in the new year.
0: Excellent. Well, you are CEO of BlockGraph. For the uninitiated, what is BlockGraph? What do you guys do?
1: Sure. Uh, So I guess the easiest place to start with BlockGraph is to talk a little bit about our ownership structure. BlockGraph is a joint venture between Comcast Charter and ViacomCBS, and we're a software company that provides technology that makes data-driven, privacy-focused television possible. We actually were started as an incubation group or an incubation initiative within Comcast, um, an industry-wide initiative that Comcast spearheaded. And then we were spun out into an independently held company back in May of 2020 and have been busy ever since serving the industry.
0: When you say spun out into a separate company, was that because everything you were doing was just so darn good? Or was it because those companies really saw the need for a focus on privacy or both?
1: I would say both, um, although we were very early on when we spun out the company, um, so we still have a long ways away from realizing our full mission and vision as an organization. But I guess the, the, the reason why Blocker was spun out is if you look at where the industry is today, the television industry, there's this amazing amount of consumption that's happening. And that consumption is happening over a multitude of different devices and services and channels, which has created a lot of challenges for marketers who are looking to try to find their audiences across all of those platforms, whether it's CTV, OTT, linear television, et cetera. And that fragmentation is really, really important for TV uh, to solve because that is ultimately a, a very important value proposition that TV has historically offered is being able to efficiently find um, an audience and manage frequency. At the same time, data-driven advertising has become more important for advertisers whilst they still need to um, manage a variety of evolving privacy restrictions. So, um, these three things coming together, the fragmentation of audiences, the shift from traditional um, sales methods to more of a data-driven method, and the need to protect the data and use it in a privacy-focused uh, way has been really, really essential for a variety of media companies, hence why BlockRef was formed to not only serve a single company, but to serve the entire industry, the TV ecosystem
0: and how do you address those challenges? It would seem that on one hand, we have so much attention on privacy, and rightfully so, but on the other hand, we have a certain amount of consumers, myself included, that when we watch TV and I almost hate calling it TV because TV is like that box, but you know, I, I'm watching half of it you know, on, on my phone or my tablet or my computer How do you balance that? I, I don't like getting ads that aren't necessarily tailored to my specific needs, but I also have an eye on privacy.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question. One that a lot of companies are uh, figuring out over and have been figuring out and trying to put forward the right strategy um, to address those, those um, at times, competing, uh, competing interests. I think at the end of the day, consumers want a, a safe experience. Um, they want, and they want a relevant experience. They want to consume content. Some of it will be ad supported, some of it will be not ad supported. And they want to uh, have trust that the organizations that they're interfacing with are using the data only for the appropriate purposes. They're not sharing it unnecessarily with uh, third parties, and they want to have that data be used to create value for the consumers. At the same time, marketers and media companies, they want the exact same thing. They don't want their data to be shared unnecessarily because they need to use it for serving their customers. And they also want to be able to manage yield, reach, and frequency. They don't love waste as organizations. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the consumers' interests are largely aligned with the media companies' interests here. What's happened, though, is there's been all of this complexity and confusion that's made it very challenging to um, help, help manage the reach and frequency while still protecting um, privacy, and then also layering on the right targeting and measurement capability. So when I think about it, I think at the end of the day, we believe that identity is essential uh, at our company and with many of our customers, they share a very similar viewpoint, that in order to, um, to bring together all of the appropriate pieces of data, that help marketers um, manage their reach and frequency and help distributors and publishers um, target appropriately and measure the effectiveness of their media, it involves multiple parties coming together, but those parties don't necessarily want to share their data with one another for a variety of different uh, reasons. So we believe that in order to do that, you have to be able to understand, are you talking about the same household? And that's really where television starts, is that the household? And then once you understand that and you do that in a privacy compliant way, then you can start bringing together the right pieces of data, whether it's impression or media data or targeting data for segmentation or even um, outcomes that are being generated, those are all going to involve different parties you need to layer on the right data protections, and then you need to be able to match data between the involved parties in a compliant way. And that's really what we're focused on um, solving for our customers.
0: When you speak about the household, any given household can look myriad different ways in terms of their makeup. You know, Taking my own household as example, you would have middle-aged people watching certain things. You'd have kids, preteens watching other things, how do you solve for the various differences there? And and is that part of a larger picture or is it taken bit by bit once you've addressed that household question?
1: Great question. I think taking a step back a little bit, if you look at the the household consumption of media today, forget TV for just a second, It's really about a connected household. What does that mean? Well, the connected home has a multitude of different devices. How many? 20 plus. Um, So in your household, there are 20 plus devices on average, whether that's your phone, your smart TV, your um, laptop, or a multitude of other things that you might be, smart internet of things, devices connecting into the, the router. And you also are consuming media. Um, some of that on the web and in your app, but a lot of it in a, your, the big screen, the television screen. Some of that is over linear television, some of it is over connected television. Um, but it's all the household. It's still the same household, whether that's you, your partner, your kids, you're all consuming from a common household dimension. Now there are different people and they're taking different actions. But when you think about television marketers, they do want to do targeting. So it does matter that they're reaching the right person, but at the end of the day, they wanna manage reach and frequency across all of those different devices, particularly on the big screen, across all the different apps. So understanding the household and whether that household is consuming the content on a traditional linear device or on a um, through the router on a smart TV, that ultimately is the same household. So helping connect the dots there is essential. So when we think about household, that becomes the base. That's the base for tying together the right data, whether it's purchases, whether it's in the house on e-commerce, whether it's TV views, app views, impressions, all of these data need to be tied together. Anchoring that deterministically to the household is something that BlockGraph is taking a very differentiated approach on. Um, And that approach is that historically, there have been intermediaries who have constructed device graphs or identity graphs that use third-party data and license third-party data to create a digital signature of um, a person or a household. And that has uh, not held up in terms of today's needs uh, for a variety of different reasons, whether it's over-reliance on a single set of third parties or the inaccuracy that comes with trying to construct that probabilistic profile, um, those have created challenges as fragmentation has exploded. Using deterministic data is highly valuable, but there's a lot of, uh, there there are important uh, privacy and data controls that need to be in place to make use of deterministic data. We've been, and this is largely, uh, in large part due to part of our ownership and our differentiated approach, We provide our software that allows first party data owners to directly work together to match their data for the connected household. And because of the nature of our ownership group, uh, largely Comcast and Charter specifically, they are multi system operators who have the right to use uh, a variety of data sets in a privacy compliant way once it's been appropriately anonymized based on their policies. Um, so so they, they have the ability to both connect the dots in a digital as well as a linear standpoint and bring that together to both enable their own advertising efforts, but also to enable the entire industry.
0: You said BlockRap is a software company. Is there a particular single package of software that you guys are developing and Know, sort of refining over time that encapsulates all of what you're speaking of.
1: Yeah, so so I think our vision has always been to build a safer, uh, more sustainable advertising industry. Um, so we've gone out with a variety of iterations of our platform, but at the end, um, at the at the base of our product suite is a, a software package that is installed in the systems of data owners. Those data owners could be distributors like the two I mentioned earlier, content owners, the likes of a Viacom CBS, um, marketers with first party data, retailers who have purchase and offline data, or advertisers and agencies. So, so those companies all have data assets um, and it's all largely first party, which we're seeing in the industry, meaning they have obtained the consent from their consumers in an appropriate way, and thus they have earned the right to use a particular set of data for a variety of different purposes. Um, Now, what our software allows them to do is once they install that software, and they install it within their own technology infrastructure, so their own cloud accounts, so their own AWS, for example, accounts. That software allows them to connect directly with other data owners without having to work through intermediaries. So we provide a terminal of sorts that allows a peer-to-peer direct connection between data owners. And that software also allows them to layer on top all of their appropriate privacy and data security requirements. So it really facilitates this direct connection between data owners and other data owners for the purposes of advertising.
0: The system you're speaking of is Blockraft's IDOS. Is that correct?
1: That's right. Um, so we uh, we were like a lot of companies trying to figure out what how to describe our software. So we had this vision of what it could become, and we've always been kind of very on the of the mindset that peer to peer, as the industry goes, first party is is really essential um, to create a way for companies to work directly together, not to have to share their data directly with BlockGraph even, um, but to use our software to connect with one another. And as we built that out, we kind of realized that at the end of the day, the base of that architecture, uh, and that's really what we were assembling as an architecture, is the need to match identity signals. Um, And to do that in a flexible way, because those signals, as we've seen with what happens with the cookie or things like uh, what Google and Apple have have rolled out for a variety of different purposes, those signals will continue to ebb and flow and they're specific to different um, uh, media environments. TV has a different set of signals than traditional digital, for example. Um, so the, those identity signals need to be work, uh, matched together, that needs to be flexible, and then it needs to evolve uh, as the industry evolves. And that's really the nature of why we invented an IDOS. It allows that flexibility while still providing a platform for companies to work together.
0: And looking forward, what sorts of changes do you see both in the industry and how BlockGraph is going to meet the challenges that arise in the future, both near and let's say five years down the road?
1: So um, you know, I I believe that when it comes to the future of advertising, it's inevitably going to be data driven. Um, so if you think about what's happening uh, from a consumption perspective, there is uh, increasingly um, a shift from traditional uh, linear based viewing in the TV world to a multitude of different platforms, linear plus CTV. So I think that consumption uh, evolution is going to continue to happen. What we've also learned in the digital world is that the distributor, whether it's in in, uh, mobile, it's the companies who have launched their own operating systems within the web, it's the browser. The distributor ultimately gets to set the rules on data and how data can be used within their distribution environment. So I think data-driven advertising, inevitable. Fragmentation, also inevitable. Um, and focusing on allowing distributors to implement their own policy, really, really important. This is gonna help us solve um, the three challenges around fragmentation, data-driven advertising, and privacy. So I think those are the three big challenges that need to happen um, and why we continue to focus on building out the right distribution pipes for data. Second point, uh, and, and very, very important. Privacy is essential. Uh, And I think all of the companies in the industry believe this. And it's not lip service. They really do fundamentally believe that protecting the privacy of their consumers is is essential. And um, the privacy uh, regulations will continue to evolve. And companies interpretation of those, um, those laws will continue to evolve. So being ahead of the game, giving software that allows them to layer on the appropriate protections is the only way data driven advertising will work in a world where um, there are probably fewer audiences for ad supported media. Still large, but fewer. And the need to optimize will be essential. Um, data is the key ingredient there and having the right text is really important.
0: Well, Jason Manningham, it was a pleasure to speak to you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show.
1: Thanks, Richard. Great to be with you. Look forward to continuing the
0: dialogue. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, and to learn more about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com.